I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And in this podcast, I'll be bringing you teachings from the Word of God that will bless you and inspire your spirit. And I know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening. God bless you as you listen. This podcast is sponsored by Check It Shop. Check It Shop, the first Christian anointed clothing brand. Your one-stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly, terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Visit CheckItShop.com. Check it in style. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to welcome everyone to yet another interesting and inspiring podcast. And I'm sure that God is going to transform your life as you listen to these words. So make sure you are connected and stay focused in Jesus. All right, I'd like us to pray before we start. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we give you praise and glory. We thank you because you are God, you are King, and you are Lord. Lord, we give you full control over what we do right now. Every word that is spoken, let it be words inspired by your Spirit. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. You know, I came across a certain scripture. You know that. God used to transform my life. You know, there are sometimes you you find yourself in a certain situation. And maybe you know so many scriptures, but you've not found that one scripture that really nails exactly where you're at. You know, that one word that really nails that thing that, you know, you're dealing with. Hallelujah. And then, you know, after searching, finally, like you hear that word or you receive that word from God, you find that scripture from the Bible that changes everything. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you know, it's the Bible says the entrance of God's word gives light and understanding. There's a kind of liberation that the word of God brings to you when you know certain things. For example, the Bible says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Now, before that word came, the truth of God's word, because of course the Bible says God's word is truth. You know, until that word came, maybe you were, you were in some kind of bondage. But once the word came and you knew the word, that's it, you became free. A very typical example in the book of Acts chapter 10. Before that time, the only people that were saved were those that were Jews. The word of God had not gone to Gentiles because they didn't have a revelation that Gentiles could be saved. They thought salvation was only for the Jews. They thought it was only for the Jews. But there were Gentiles who were seeking God. They had come to know God. A man called Cornelius. He was praying to God even though he didn't know him. He was praying to God and he was doing good. The Bible says he was giving alms. But he was a Gentile. And as at that time, the revelation that Gentiles could be saved hadn't gotten to the church. So what happened? An angel had to show up. And give personal instruction to Peter to go to Cornelius' house 
and also give another instruction to Cornelius to send people to go and you know get Peter. And by so doing, the revelation, while Peter got there and he was preaching, before he could finish, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them and they began to speak in tongues. That's when they got to know that really, really Gentiles could be saved. And then when you go through the scriptures, the words of the prophet, they all suggest that indeed Gentiles could be saved. God said to Abraham that by thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Hallelujah. So when he says all the families, it welcomes everybody. He started with the Jews, but it was not meant to end with them. It was to spread to all the Gentiles and everyone. Salvation was for everyone. Hallelujah. So that's knowledge of liberation for everybody. I mean, it opened up everything. Hallelujah. And people could be saved. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So when the word, certain words that come to you, they bring revelation, they bring knowledge to you. Hallelujah. They bring knowledge to you and that in turn brings liberty to you. Praise God. Now, I want to talk about something very interesting. God recently, the book of Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 22 says it is the lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not it is the lord's mercy you know uh in the days we're in so many things are happening people are dying a lot of things are going on now you are not here because you deserve to be here you're not here because you've done all the right things you've not made any mistakes and all that stuff that's not the reason why you are here. The Bible says it is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Hallelujah. Then he says his, because his compassions fail not. Hallelujah. You know when you listen to some people, you only see God as a God of judgment. You only see him as a God who judges people. You know that, uh, that scripture, the soul that sinned shall die. So like he's waiting for you to do something wrong so he can finish you off. No. And the truth is that if people come to God, this is one thing I've come to notice. If they come to God because they are afraid of what he's going to do to them. Because they are afraid of what he's going to do to them. If they don't come, they don't last because their foundation is not right. If you came because of the foundation of God's love, that's what keeps you. The love of God. Hallelujah. That's what keeps you. In the book of John chapter 3 verse 16, that very popular scripture. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It was his love that drove him to send Jesus to die for us. Not because of his justice, because of his love. And the truth is that God's love is a stronger force than his justice hallelujah his love is a stronger force than his justice and this is what god wants people to know so many times people oh because of fear they run to god but the foundation is not strong so when it feels like everything is okay and there's nothing to be afraid of then they slip back to where they came from but if love is the foundation he says here he says his compassions fail not and i love verse 23 he says, they are new every morning. 
great is thy faithfulness hallelujah they are new every morning so like he renews the covenant of his compassion every morning hallelujah every day he sees you like he renews his covenant of compassion of love towards you his child every day hallelujah isn't that amazing see a knowledge like this gives you liberty freedom to serve god not being afraid of anything there are people who are walking you know living the christian life they are afraid of falling they are afraid of falling oh i don't want to i don't want to sin against god that's that's their reason so when they wake up in the morning their prayer is lord help me not to sin against you today that sounds nice but the better thing is lord help me to love you today help me to walk in love today by your spirit hallelujah by your spirit when you pray like that you know the bible says walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the loss of flesh. if you are walking see when a bird is flying high in the sky he doesn't bother about the cat that is trying to eat him up you understand that you know someone once said what is a bird doing in the mouth of a cat one day i went somewhere one beach somewhere around in cyprus and i was sitting there and i was watching just looking around and next thing i saw a cat you know the cat was you know going like it was going carefully it saw a bird that landed and the cat was just going gently gently and before the bird could know a bomb it just sprang and popcorn the bird and went away i'm sure to go eat the bird but then the question is what is a bird doing in the mouth of the cat when he can fly praise the lord if that bird was in the air if the bird was in the air he would not be bothering himself about the cat that a cat can fly if the bird was up there flying he wouldn't bother about the the cats trying to eat him on the ground that's not that won't be his focus hallelujah so if you can learn to stay more in the air just like the eagle for example the eagle they're flying when they want to get their prey and all that and then when they have their nest they keep their nest in very high places maybe high very high places so you hardly see the eagle on the ground moving around like other little birds no when he comes to the ground he's coming to take food he's coming to take something he's on a mission he does what he came to do and he's back up hallelujah he's back up so he says walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the loss of the flesh so all you're doing is to focus on your relationship with the lord how you can develop that relationship with the lord and so you're not bothered about sin you're not bothered about those things now this message is so important because one of the most potent weapons of the enemy is the weapon of guilt and condemnation that's one of the major weapons that the enemy uses to attack god's people he will tempt them he's the one he's a tempter he's the one that will push them and tempt them and tempt, tempt them until they did that thing wrong then after doing that thing wrong he now changes it to the second gear he will begin to condemn them so you say you're a child of god and look at what you did look at what you did look at what you did you did this you did that you did this you did that then at the end of the day you just say well why don't you just leave the faith why don't you just go back this christianity is not for you this christianity is not for you why don't you just go back to the world and just live your simple life this is difficult you can't live it you can't do it it's not for you 
And when you listen to those lies of the devil, then you fall. But look at what the Bible says in 1 John chapter 1. I like verse 7. It says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light and have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, what does it mean to walk in the light? The word is light. To walk in the word, you're living, you're living your life in the confines of God's word. Let me put it that way. Hallelujah. While you are doing that, yeah, it's possible that from time to time mistakes can happen. It, it could. Sometimes uh, mistakes that happen, some things are done unintentionally. A very clear example is the story of Catherine Coleman. She told when she was, when she was six years old, her mom was doing some laundry and then there was an emergency that came and she had to leave everything and, and, and go. Now in the process, Catherine came out and saw the laundry that the mom was doing. I was like, oh, I'm going to do mommy proud today. Let me complete the laundry for her. And so she went, took all the clothes, washed, put everything together and washed everything and then went and put them on the line. And she was happy expecting her mom to see and be proud of her for helping out. But then when the mom came, the mom saw the things and her face went down. What had happened? She had mixed all the clothes together, colored clothes, everything, put everything together. And the whites had been messed up. All the colors had mixed and it was a disaster. Hallelujah. It was a disaster. But the mom was looking at the heart of the little girl trying to help. And so she said, good job. You did well. Of course, that was not a good job. But she encouraged her because she looked at the heart. Sometimes the mistakes that people make is like that. There are some things that we do thinking that we are doing God a favor, but we are actually messing up things. It happens like that sometimes. But God is looking at the heart. And I was teaching something recently. And I explained that some things that people did wrong were spiritual setups. It was a setup. It was not it. It was a setup. And God understands. It was a satanic program. Well calculated and orchestrated by the wicked one. Hallelujah. It was planned. That's why God forgives. Hallelujah. Now verse 9 of that scripture says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now it's very important at this point to state clearly, this is not a license to be wild. Because some people say, well, if God will always forgive me, well, let me just do anything. After all, God will forgive. It's not like that. In fact, that kind of mentality is very dangerous. You might start out like that and before you know you found yourself in hell. Why? Because you start a habit of sin. Once you start a habit of sin and it becomes a character of sin, at that point it's hard to change. And having a character of sin, you're going to hell. So when that thing, that act happens, before it becomes a habit, the Bible says if we confess our sins, our sins, when you're confessing, you are, you are sincere. Sincerely, you regret that act. It's not like somebody who is saying, I'm sorry, but in the person's heart, the person is planning how the person is going to do it again. That is not sincerity. So sincerely in the heart, there is a regret. 
And any true child of God, anyone who is genuinely born again, if you find yourself doing the wrong thing, there will be that regret on the inside. That's a proof that you are born again. The Bible says if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. There will be that uh, conviction on the inside, inspired and instigated by the Holy Spirit. It will be there inside, letting you know this thing is not right. This thing is not right. This thing is not right. Hallelujah. So once you know that thing, you turn to your heavenly father. And he says, if we confess our sins, which means you confess what you did. Okay, Lord, this is what I did. And it was wrong. Hallelujah. That admittance has to come first. Then after the admittance, you repent from it. If there's anything you need to do to cut off yourself from that thing, you need to, you have to do it. Hallelujah. Cut off completely. And after that, you make sure you tell yourself, I'm not going back to this thing anymore. And then you receive forgiveness. The Bible says he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. What about the person who, maybe after the person has repented sincerely, after the person has repented sincerely, the person finds himself making the same mistake again and again and again and again. What is that person supposed to do? Should you now give up and go back to the world? Go back to the devil? No. That's the scripture I read to you in Lamentations 3 verse 22. It says his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Hallelujah. So he has, he is ready to forgive you again and again and again. Praise God. He is ready to forgive you again and again. If you would come to him with sincerity. And if you are willing for him to genuinely help you out of that situation, he'll help you. Hallelujah. I told a story about Catherine Coleman who, you know, she had gotten into the wrong marriage. She fell in love with a pastor who was married to somebody else. And then the man had to divorce that woman for no reason and then marry her. Now, while she was in that relationship, she just knew that it was wrong. And being in that relationship, everything was being, she was tied down. The man was a pastor, so he was the one doing the ministry. She was just sitting down. It was a complete disaster. She knew she was not supposed to be there. And she was battling and battling with that thing in her heart. Until one day she said, enough is enough. And she had to walk out of that marriage. Years later, she went back into ministry and God started using her, doing great things and all that stuff. And then here comes a woman. A woman came to her and said, you, you did so and so thing. Look at you, evil woman. You did this, you did that. You took another woman's husband. You did this, you did And now you are coming to preach Jesus. Who are you? Who do you think you are? This is a hypocrite, liar, deceiver. He said, woman, the person you're talking about is not me. It wasn't me. I didn't do those things you're talking about. The lady was confused. What are you talking about? You did this. Look, look, you did this. It's obvious. Everybody knows it. said, no. The person who did that is dead. This is a new me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's a new me. Because the Bible says in Psalm 103 verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he taken our transgressions away from us. Sometimes it's something that happened five years ago and the enemy keeps bringing it back and tormenting your mind with it, tormenting you with it. Again and again, he keeps tormenting you with it. 
But he's the one that pushed you to do it in the first place. It was a setup. He's the one that pushed you in the first place. So what do you say to that devil? It wasn't me. I didn't do that thing you're talking about. I mean, this gives you great liberty. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Say, no, but it's you. Look at the video. The pictures will come to your mind. Say, no. That person wasn't me. The person you're talking about is dead. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. It is gone. It is gone. It's passed away. Hallelujah. And I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm a new person. I'm not who I was. That person is gone. And guess what? The truth is that the body may be the same, but the spirit, which is the real person, is not the same. Now, here's where there is a problem. That's why many people don't understand this concept, this thing I'm talking about. The mind is also there. The mind is also the same. The body is the same. The mind is the same. But the spirit is different. So because the mind is still there, the mind can remember. So it can remember that thing. But the spirit is different. Hallelujah. The spirit is different. So what does he say you should do to the mind? Romans chapter 12, verse 2. He said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renew your mind by telling, see, you use the word of God to renew your mind. Make your mind understand that, look, the person who did that thing is dead. And this is a new you. Hallelujah. And then there are some who will argue that, okay, let's say the person did something before the person was born again. And then, yeah, uh, the person is born again. Now it's a new creation in Christ. And then while the person is born again, the person did this thing wrong. I mean, he can't be a new creation again. Now the Bible says, if while we are yet in sin, Christ died for us. The ultimate sacrifice was paid and God forgave us. How much more now that we are his children, now that we love him. So of all the good things that we have been doing, serving God, being prayerful, giving and all the great things that we're doing. For the one mistake that was made, God will destroy us and forget about all the good things. Are you kidding me? He said, if we come to him and we genuinely confess. See, this thing is, you can't deceive God about it. If you are not sincere in your confession, that's not the kind of person I'm talking about. Because some people would think it's a license to just do anything. After all, God will forgive. No, no, that's not it. You are deceiving yourself. It's self-deceit. Hallelujah. There are some things that you find yourself like you 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 look at it and this is definitely not me. Ordinary, I couldn't have done. This is not me. This is not me. This is not me at all. Ordinarily, I couldn't have done this. It was a setup. I came across a video on Animal Planet about a worm. They call it zombie worm. Now, how does this thing operate? It needs two different organisms for it to go through its full life cycle so what does it do it first appears in the poop of a certain bird you know, birds generally and then the bird will poop and it will fall on a leaf and then this snail there's a snail the snail will go and eat the leaves where the bird poop fell on and then the worm will be transferred into the snail now once it gets into the snail it will go into the eye of the snail. You know, the snail eye is a bit pointed. It will go into the snail's eye and enlarge the eye 
and begin to mix there's a kind of light that it releases in the eye of that snail making it look like a worm not just that it will begin to mind control the snail to go up to the exposed part of the tree where birds will see it this is crazy like real life it will control the bird because these um you know these animals they, they know who their predators are so they know how to hide themselves but this snail loses control and begins to go to the top parts where it can be exposed for the birds to eat and then they are exposed and the eye is out there and moving like this like a worm a bird will see that thing it's catchy the bird will go eat off the snail's eye and then it has gone into the bird and then from there to continue the cycle to adulthood in the bird and then it will lay its eggs to continue the cycle through snails like that that's how it happens so sometimes there is something that enters a person unknowingly that begins to control that person against the person's will this happens this happens i was telling the story about david it was not normal what happened to david the bible says it was a time when kings go to battle he didn't go he stayed at home error number one and then number two he was lying on his bed suddenly he just got up and went to the rooftop what was he doing there at the time why did he go there it was a setup and then you know the rest of the story how he went to be with Bathsheba and all and it was so programmed that of all times it was a time when she was feral and she got pregnant like everything it was too calculated to be an accident hallelujah and that's why when he cried out to God in forgiveness God forgave him and still called him a man after my own heart because God knew that it was not his fault I read from Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 I think I should read it again Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 says according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world we have been chosen in him before the foundation of the world those that will make it to heaven they have already been chosen before they were even created hallelujah the reason why you that are listening to me right now you are in christ is because you were chosen it's not because you you love the bible says not that we loved him but that he loved us and brought called us he loved us not because we loved him he loved us it was his choice he chose us hallelujah he chose us before the foundation of the world for what says that we should be holy and without blame that's what he chose us for so when god looks at us he looks at us as holy and blameless hallelujah blameless then he says verse 5 says having predestined us predestinated us unto the adoption of children by jesus christ to himself to the good pleasure of his will hallelujah it was his choice we have been predestinated hallelujah we have been called we have been chosen we have been brought to him by his choice hallelujah glory to god and so what when we find ourselves wherever run to your father run to your father and depend on him now there are different levels there's a level you get to where you you learn to be at god's perfect will at all times because let me tell you when people make mistakes and all that for example when somebody tells lies god doesn't just punish you oh why did you tell a lie he punishes you 
he looks into it. Why did he have to tell a lie? He lied because he was afraid. He lied because of fear. So what God deals with is the fear. He deals with the fear. He lets you know that there is no reason to be afraid. So once you understand that and you know that, then there is no reason to lie. Hallelujah. Once you understand that and you know that, there is no fear anymore. There is no reason to lie. Hallelujah. So God, that's what God does. He deals with the origin, the root cause of that thing. So you won't have to go into that anymore. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So there's a level you get to in God, you will understand the perfect will. For example, if David had gone to the battle at the time he was supposed to go to the battle, that whole drama wouldn't have even happened at all. If he had gone to battle when he was supposed to. So what will God do? God will arrange people say, no, you have to go, let's go. You have to go to this battle. Let's go, let's go, let's go. What is battle? I explained to you in the Old Testament, battle was no real warfare. But in the New Testament, when we're talking about battle warfare, we're talking about prayer. Praise the Lord. And it's true. Many people, the things that happen in their lives is because prayer is, their prayer life goes down. And once their prayer life goes down, their spiritual character, or should I say their strength, strength of character in the spirit also goes down. When your strength of character goes down, you cannot, your yes will not be your yes anymore. You might say yes yesterday, today you say no, today you say no. Because you lack strength of character. And when someone lacks strength of character, it's because prayer is absent. So when God wants to deal with that, he won't say, oh no, whenever you say yes, you must focus on yes. He will first deal with your prayer life. So you have to start praying. Do this. You have to spend time in prayer. He will tell you, deal with that. Because he knows that once that is dealt with, automatically, the whole, all that drama, your spirit will be strong. You will be able to say no when you're supposed to say no. Strength of character. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So this day and age that we are in, and I believe that's the reason why the Spirit of God is bringing a word like this. Many are falling away from the way. Many are getting confused. Even people who have been established Christians for a long time are falling away now. And it's a fulfillment of the scripture. So in the last days, that many will fall away from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. I came across something that shocked me, but I'm not shocked, but I was shocked. Many of the false prophets, the fake people, they are coming out boldly now to let the people know who they are. Imagine a so-called, someone who calls himself man of God is questioning the virgin birth of Jesus. He's questioning it and you call yourself a man of God with miracles and all that stuff. You're not, you're not even born again. Because if you don't believe that Jesus was conceived of a virgin, you're not saved. The Bible talks about the things that are most surely believed amongst us. There are things that you have to believe. And it doesn't have to make sense. Hallelujah. The Bible says, He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Why did he say that? Because he knows that sometimes it, doesn't, it, won't, it won't appeal to the mind. It won't appeal to the senses. Hallelujah. Paul went somewhere preaching and they were listening to his message. It sounded nice. But the moment he talked about Jesus Christ coming back from the dead, that was it. He said, no, 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 no. We can't take this anymore. Why? Because they were Greeks. It didn't appeal to their senses. Hallelujah. But salvation is for those who believe. Whether they see 
or not. Whether it appeals to the senses or not. That's why Jesus said, he said, except you are like one of these little children, you will never enter the kingdom. Why? Because children believe anything they are told. They believe everything. Because as they grow older, they now start discovering where parents lied to them. And then they become wiser in quote. It becomes more difficult for them to believe as they get older. But while they are younger, they believe everything. Hallelujah. And that's what God wants. So in this day and age, many people are falling away from the faith. Many people are being deceived and are deceiving. A lot of things are going on. And that's why, see, every day we must check our own personal salvation. Personal salvation. You see that you have deviated away, come back to God and stay in God. Gradually, take one step at a time. Looking unto Jesus, the Bible says, the author and finisher of our faith. Depending on him. I tell people, don't depend on any human being. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. If you're following a man of God, follow him because he's following Christ. And the moment you see that he's not following Christ, leave him and follow Christ. Leave him and follow Christ. Focus on Christ. Let Christ be your focus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, it doesn't matter how far you've gone. It doesn't matter what has happened. God still loves you. And he's compassionate about you. And the Bible says his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Hallelujah. So, come back to your father. Don't base your life on, oh, I don't want to sin. I don't want to sin. And I, 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 out of experience, I've come to realize Many people who overflog the issue of sin, they end up committing sin. This is one thing I've discovered. There are some people who call themselves holiness preachers and all and all they preach about is sin. How can you say you are a holiness preacher and you're preaching sin? You're preaching about sin. That's what it is. If you're really preaching about holiness, you tell them how they have been separated unto God. You teach them about righteousness. That's holiness. That's true holiness. It's not what they call it. Praise the Lord. If you are a holiness preacher, preach holiness. But they call themselves holiness preachers. I'm not talking of everybody. I'm saying some people. Hallelujah. You call themselves holiness preachers. My ministry is a holiness ministry. Every ministry ought to be a holiness ministry. So you preach holiness. Tell them how they are holy. They have been called out. They are the ecclesia of God. The called out ones, the separated ones. That's what you should teach. But many of these people, sin, sin, sin is their conscience. That's all they're talking about. So these people are so sin consciousness, conscious, and when they are sin conscious, they will commit sin. It's only a matter of time. Hallelujah. It's almost, I'm telling you, almost 100% that I know of personally, when they overflow the issue of sin, they end up committing sin. And then it now becomes difficult to forgive yourself because you have been telling others, don't sin, don't sin, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. Thou should not sin. You sin, you do this. God is punishing you because of a sin. This, that, 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 that. You've been preaching that. So when you now fall into it, it becomes difficult for you to forgive yourself. But the Bible says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. And see, there is also faith needed to believe that we have been forgiven. Get up and move on. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So as children of God, set your gaze on God and on his word. If you've gone astray, come back. God loves you and he has forgiven you. He's not holding anything against you. He's not counting your sins against you. Come back to him and stay in here. 
Hallelujah. Put the past behind you. It's a new day. Bible says he's compassionate and new every morning. He has new compassions for you. And you know, just take advantage of the love of God and move on. Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16, he says, let us come to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. Collect, obtain is to collect. Collect mercy. There is enough mercy for you and find grace to help in time of need. There is mercy for you so you come, don't run away. You come, collect mercy and you move on with your Christian life. Walking in the light of God's word. Living by the help of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I'll end with this. You know, a man of God was explaining something and it really, really made sense. He said, God gave to man a very dangerous thing. And what is that? It's called free will. He gave man free will. And that's very dangerous because man has a right to choose between good and evil. Something that he gave man, which is very dangerous. Hallelujah. Now, why did God give man free will now if you are serving god because he made you serve him then there is no reward for that how many times do people reward their cars cars are programmed to do what you want turn your hand to the right the car is supposed to turn that way you turn your hand to the left it's supposed to go that way the car doesn't have free will it's what you tell it to do that's what it does so when you finish you just park your car and go but when you have free will, you can choose. You say go right, you can decide and say, no, I want to go left. But then because of love and obedience, you go right when you are told right. Then you get rewarded for listening. That's what free will is about. Now for God, so because God wants to reward man, that's why he gave us free will. So those that come to him are not coming to him because he forced them. They came because of their free will. That's why man is going to be rewarded. Hallelujah. Then now to help us with this, because this free will is very dangerous. To help us with this free will thing, he gave us the Holy Spirit. He's the one that helps us. We still have the free will, but the Holy Spirit. The Bible says it is God that worketh in us, both to will and to do of his own good pleasure. Philippians 2.13, he works in us. So the Holy Spirit, that's his job. To push us, you know, it is, ah, we still have the free will, but the Holy Spirit will do everything possible to channel us in the right direction. So living the Christian life becomes easy by the help of the Holy Spirit. So we need to depend on him. How? Talk to him. Holy Spirit, help me. Take over my faculties. Use me, you know. When you yield yourself to him like that, he's the one, he will, he will help you. And it becomes easy to live the Christian life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm sure you've learned one or two things. Hallelujah. And you know, with knowledge like this, you will stop condemning yourself. Because there's no reason for that. If you fall, the Bible says, the righteous man will fall seven times. Get up and move on. Now I know that the Bible also says that he's able to keep us from falling. I know that part. So there are different levels for different people. Hallelujah. I'm talking about people who have found themselves down. Get up and move on. Don't stay down. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your children. Thank you for the word that you have brought to them, making them understand that your love for them 
is unchanging, unfailing. Your compassions don't fail. They are new every morning. So even as they depend on you, Father, you show them how to walk in the light, how to live above sin, how to live above condemnation in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I know you have been blessed in this podcast and I'm going to come back again with another inspiring word. Hallelujah. Until I'll be with you again, keep living the atmosphere, God's word, God's worship, and God's miracles. God bless you. Bye-bye. Join the man of God, Pastor Isaac Samuel II, for further deeper analysis of the Word of God and mind-blowing miracles during the Check It Church weekly services. On Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.